This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play back in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy Wednesday, March 16th, wherever and however you're connected. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the man who is ready to add something brand new to the desk, Jerem Jordan. We got called out yesterday. Mm -hmm. Sounded and looked like this. I'll tell you what, if we're we're talking about Sports Nation, let's talk about that for a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Let's do it. I watch that every day. It's an awesome show. BYU is fortunate to have that programming. But I want to see a softball on that desk in front of you and Jerem. You have have my word, Coach. A softball will be up there on the main desk tomorrow morning. If you need us to give you one, we've got plenty. Okay. You know what I've learned from that? Gordon Aiken watches the show every day. <laughs> Coach, we will deliver. Yeah. Brand new softball, as promised. Oh. On the main desk now. Nothing soft about that. When Coach is uh, that adamant that he gets something on the desk, we're going we're gonna to deliver. Okay? We're pushovers, let's be honest. Coach Gordon Aiken. We got you. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, 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 okay. We got you. There it is. Coach. There it is, BYU softball on the desk. Hey, even if there were six and sixteen, we'd still do it. They're but sixteen, they're 16 and, six. and six, so let's go. They've got some good wins on the resume. Heck yeah, well deserved. I wonder if it'll be broken into a team sheet later. <laughs> a conversation for another. Probably day. not, but it doesn't matter when you win the league, baby. They're trying to do it for a thirteenth consecutive season. That's crazy. Here's your brand new show lineup. On a men's basketball game day, Roxy Bernstein of ESPN will join us. He'll call the NIT opener against Long Beach State, which will show up more motivated to play. Will it be the 49ers or the Cougars? And can the BYU men's basketball team somehow redeem this season after not making the NCAA tournament with a run in the knit? You tell us. Plus linebacker Ben Bywater of BYU football on cutoff football pants and offseason gains. And... The alumni game trash talk has begun. Look at the, look at the third graphic. Youth in, in the alumni, alumni game. game? Yeah, that's called the tease. Everyone's like, what? what? What in the world? Okay. Now, before we get to today's BYU Sports Nation headlines, this just in. Oh, shoot. Shaylee Gonzalez of BYU Women's Basketball has been named an honorable mention All-American, according to the Associated Press. Gonzalez averaged almost 19 points a game, 4.3 assists. She was really good on defense as well. Honorable mention. AP All-American. Literally the least they could do there. She's a second-team All-American, according to The Athletic. If they did three teams, I would think she'd be in contention for that. Yeah, essentially the fourth team, which is like, okay, cool. She's an All-American, 100%. Honorable mention feels like it's a Mm. little under what it should be. Yep. Okay. As we discussed yesterday. That's that's been the theme of this year for this team. Exactly. Yeah, I wish they'd give them a little more. Just earn the respect. Go play. Go Go play and win. Go to the Sweet 16. You're good. Go play and win. Now, bring on today's headlines. It's a ball knit as the Cougars host Long Beach State in the knit. National Invitational Tournament. Something like that. Who won the Big West regular season. Pre-game begins on BYU Radio 8 Eastern. Games on ESPN+. Plus. At 9 Eastern, welcome to the digital era. It's on ESPN. 
Alex Barcelo of BYU Basketball earns NABC First Team All-District Honors for the second consecutive season. Barcelo joined by Drew Timmy and Chet Holmgren from Gonzaga, Jamari Bouye from San Francisco, and Colin Welp of UC Irvine. Yeah, that's... <laughs> that's the last name? Yep. That's, that's great. Well, Entering the postseason tonight, Barcelo sits number 27 on the BYU all-time scoring list. Not bad for a dude that's played three years. Baseball beats Utah 10-3. Ha! Thanks to 12 hits, including homers from Colin Reuter and Cole Gamble, which brings us to a super, super neato, I'm waiting until this ball gets over the fence, stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. This athletic season, that is since I BYU is 6-1-1 versus Utah in head-to-head -head competition. I like. Okay. The, the tie is women's soccer. The loss is women's tennis. The loss is women's tennis. Okay. 6-1-1. One, one. That's, that's great. That's great. Uh, <laughs> BYU 7-0, by the way, in baseball. Actually, baseball. When scoring 6-plus. Cougars play at Portlandia. Start WCC play. Huge series. You want to start WCC play well. I mean, they're rolling right now, but... Portland you... typically doth stinketh, so let's go. Let's take care of business. BYU softball dominates Maine in the Cougars' home opener last night, shutting out the Black Bears 14-0 in just five innings. Nine different Cougars scored in the game. Star center fielder Violet Zavodnik went three for three with a double and two runs batted in. She has pushed her season batting average to 424. Cougars, as we mentioned, now 16 and six on the season. They'll host Idaho State tomorrow live on the BYU TV app at 7 p.m. Eastern, five Mountain. This is just in ESPN's new Monday Night Football broadcast team, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. How about it? I like it. Uh, ESPN has wow. paid a lot of money. Muchos monies. To get their star Monday Night Football broadcasters. Although people don't tune in for the uh, the announcers on games. They tune in for the game, typically. But maybe they'll get better games. Yeah. And we'll still be watching the Manning It's all about probably. Peyton and yeah. Eli, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty fun. <laughs> Men's tennis plays Idaho State today. That's all I have to say about that. Fair enough. Former BYU basketball star TJ Haas had seven points, five assists, and two rebounds, and two steals. Don't leave those out. In a win for the NBA G League's Lakeland Magic over the Windy City Bulls. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. What's Trending presented by Bodyguards, protection for a life worth living. Learn more at bodyguards.com. As Jerem just said, it's a ball net. For yeah. BYU basketball, hey. hosting Long Beach State in the opening round of the National <laughs> Invitation Tournament. Jaron, my question today is, what can BYU men's basketball do, if anything at all, in the NIT to change the way you feel about this season? Yeah, I think if BYU you know, won three games and went to New York, that we'd be like, hey, this team uh, overcame some adversity, did something. That's cool. That man. would be 25 wins. Yeah. No, yeah, I'd, I'd feel real positive about it. Trust me, like, you can win 10 football games and lose a bowl game to UAB and still feel weird about it, even though it was 10 wins and six power five wins. Like, what? How you finish matters. Um, and I would rather BYU finish losing in the NCAA tournament in the first game than going to New York in the NIT or even winning it. But we're not, that's not an option. So we got to live in the moment. And the moment is hey, if BYU can get to New York, BYU, if BYU wins one or two games in this tournament, it's just like, meh. If BYU'd have to win three for me to feel like, yeah, they, they finished on a real high there. Nice little run. That was great. Like, 
we we don't look poorly on the NIT teams from uh you know a couple of years ago that went to the NIT. 2013, uh, the, 2016. Yeah, we we liked those. That was fun. Yeah. And the standard at the time was make the NCAA tournament still. So it was very similar to this, where it was like, man, we, we wanted to make the tourney. I'd rather be a whatever seed in the tourney, no doubt, 100%. But, yeah, if, if they finish the season on a high note, that's great. And I think there's an opportunity for some of the young guys, like particularly the four wings, but Seneca Knight's out, so it's the three wings. Like, can one of those guys emerge in the next couple games, kind of be the guy going into the offseason? And Trevanel, Spencer Johnson, or Gideon George. Like, hey, w- one of you three, be the guy. Let's go. Be like, be the starter. Be the double-digit scorer. There's an opportunity there. Alex Barcelo and Tijon Lucas don't have anything to prove in this tournament. Foose certainly can continue to prove his, uh, you know, his worth, which is really high. And maybe some other guys. Maybe a guy like Hunter Erickson's like, you know what time it is? It's Hunter Erickson time. I don't know. But I, yeah, I think going to New York would be really cool for. This yes, game. yes. We discussed it with Mark Pope yesterday. He called it magical. Madison Square Garden has some magic about it. Heck yeah! And it would be fantastic to see. For me personally, T. John Lucas in Madison Square Garden because I wanted so badly for T. John, most of all, to have an opportunity to play in the NCAA tournament. That didn't happen. That sucks. There's yeah. no way around it. It's awful. You've never but, used the S word on this show. But if he can get to the Madison Square Garden situation in the yeah. final four. MSG, baby. Then there's some magic there. And I would love to see T. John play under the bright lights of New York along with Alex Barcelo. So if BYU makes a run back to New York City, and a bunch of those guys have never been to New York City on the team right now. How cool would that be? You got Foose, Gideon, and Atiki all in Madison Square Garden for the That'd first fun, time man. in New York City. That would be amazing. So it's yeah, like, I think it uh, starts and ends with making a run back to New York. That there would be some redeeming qualities for sure to let's, that. Let's say BYU wins two, loses the third. You still feeling the same way? Because I would. I'd be like, hey, that was cool, but wasn't good enough to make me feel. I I still feel good about the season. Like. I don't feel like it was terrible. Like, a terrible season is not making the NIT. Sure. Okay? They won 22 games. They won 22 games with three significant injuries. You were on the bubble. You were – you had – like, this was the greatest game and, you know, one of the best plays of the year, beating Oregon in Portland. Yeah. This team – like, the roster right now isn't an NCAA tournament roster. You know what I mean? If Gavin or Richard are healthy, I go, that that team's probably on the – inside of the bubble barely or maybe out this roster little too young little too injured right it is what it is um i like the guys they just need a few more of them beating saint mary's was fun winning at san francisco also Un- great. unfortunately that all happened in january winning at or utah in no loss november oh i miss november no loss november i forgot about that that the was night, fun the night byu football beat usc <laughs> byu men's basketball won at utah yeah that, that was, was great, a great right? day. Some high moments for sure. It was awesome. BYU persevered. I mean, they were hanging on. The fact that they were even in the bubble conversation, having yes. lost Richard Harwood and Gavin Baxter and Seneca Knight. Yes. yes. I, that is Listen, pretty remarkable. I freaking miss on a ton here, but I freaking nailed also that BYU was uh, overachieving. Hanging on. In January, where it was like, I think they're two games better than they should be right now. I didn't identify correctly that it was because there's no Gavin, no Richard, but it was like, why? What's going to? Unfortunately, it caught up to BYU later. You know, d- didn't get it done at Santa Clara and Pacific. But yeah, let's go. I-, I said on Monday, hey, I'll get up for the NIT on Wednesday. Yeah, it's game day. Let's go. Let's play this game. Let's win this game. Hopefully, Cougar Nation shows up. I'm expecting a crowd, uh, you know, between seven to 
nine or ten thousand. It'll be lower bowl, probably only. They've tonight, opened kind of up thing. the upper bowl. Okay, that's good. They've T- opened up the upper typically bowl. Typically, it's not an upper bowl situation. BYU's got a, a massive gym, right, which is cool. But in moments like this, it's like, hey, everyone, just get close. Let's just let's just hang out here. It's an opportunity get for toasty. fans that don't typically get those close to courtside seats to just come in and get it right. for a deal, right? Yeah. Because season tickets are out of the mix. It's just first come, first serve, like yep. whoever. Awesome. Like, tickets are the same price. But, yeah, yeah, there will be a loud, rowdy crowd watching BYU play tonight. Help them get back to New York City. Hopefully BYU gets to play three home games. That'd and be maybe nice. SMU gets upset. Maybe SMU yeah. isn't motivated because they were just left out. They were one of the last four for the first four out. Maybe BYU gets three home games. Let's talk about this. The, I, I don't believe that talent wins in the net. I believe it's motivation. Do we feel like BYU is motivated to be here? I don't know the answer to that, Spence. We'll know I in the first five minutes tonight. Yeah, I hope they are. They certainly have reasons to be motivated and to not be motivated. If they thought they were going to get into the NCAA tournament or they're still disappointed over that fact, yes. I thought a team like Santa Clara would show up more last night. They lost at Washington State. I thought they'd be like, Jacked. They got run by the Cougars. The other Cougars. Yeah. Well, maybe when you're motivated but not good enough, that's not good enough. And that's probably what happened there. BYU is good enough to win a couple of games here. Are they better than Long Beach State? Yes. That's why Vegas has them as a 12-point favorite. Yes. If BYU is motivated, that should equal a win tonight. Okay? If BYU didn't win... It's because they didn't. They weren't in it. Yes, Mark Pope emotionally. Said, okay, Mark Pope said yesterday we're measuring hearts and minds. Yes, it's the SEC bowl game excuse. Yes, absolutely. Ben Bagley weighing in in our ears. That's a great point because when the SEC loses, they go, "Well, we didn't even <laughs> want to be there." So someone tweeted that after the, uh, the, the the Independence Bowl. Come on, welcome. You need to treat this like a Power Five team. If you lose your bowl game to a G five, you just say we didn't want to be there. BYU's just doing. <laughs> it's an early play on being in the Big Twelve. Yeah, well, we're a Power Five team. We didn't want to be here. Listen, the NIT is going to be a more regular thing when BYU's in the Big Twelve. It's going to be hard to make that tourney because you're going to have or, to approximate five hundred. Is it, Jerem? You're going to have to. Appro- just be. You'll be given the benefit of the doubt, and you're like Michigan. If you're seventeen and fourteen, you're in. Yes, but you still have to get seventeen wins. Like you still have to approximate five hundred in the Big Twelve, which is going to be all right. Really difficult. I think the Cougars can be like Michigan, <laughs> seventeen and fourteen. <laughs> Michigan has a better program than BYU at the moment. Yes, oh. hopefully. Be, yes, hopefully BYU can approximate five hundred. Uh, on the reg and get into the NCAA tournament of the Big 12. That's Dana, Dana Altman, Oregon's head coach, said, look, we had dreams of playing in the Rose Bowl, speaking of college basketball terms, and we ended up playing in the Weed Eater Bowl <laughs> in the NIT. I love that but you know just what? open about it. But yes. you know what? They dominated in the Weed Eater Bowl against Utah State last night. Now they're into the second round. <laughs> well, beating Utah State's not a hard thing. <laughs> oh, come on now. It's tough to win in Logan. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> BYU hasn't been up there in a sec. Our question of the day. <laughs> what can BYU men's basketball do in the NIT to change the way that you feel about this season? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. Yeah, bring it. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. Jared calling Instagram answers <laughs> in the what? <laughs> the knit. The knit. The knit. Or the NIT. Logan White on Twitter says, making it to Madison Square Garden would be a sweet end to a rough season. 
And again, let's define. Has it been a rough season? 22 wins uh, with those injuries. Like, it's been frustrating because we saw what BYU was capable of. But I wouldn't say. I wouldn't characterize it as rough. 22 wins is rough. It was a good season. Like, when you go 20 plus, I'll never call that bad or mediocre. Like, unless you're Duke or Kansas or Gonzaga, 20 wins is not enough. You need to be like in the high 20s or 30s, right? Yeah. No, no, it was a good season. Let's, I mean, okay. Let, okay. And let, let's finish with what Logan says. Yeah. Let's give the seniors one more chance to shine on a big stage. And yes. to hit, I mean, he's not here to defend himself. Like rough right. season, it was a rough finish to the season. It was, yeah, yeah. there were rough moments, sure. right? So yeah, but twenty-two wins overall, pretty, uh, pretty good considering everything that happened. Yeah, no, I, I hear all good. Coming up, Scott <laughs> Whittingham returning to Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Boney Fuller weighs in. Plus ESPN's Roxy Bernstein on the call tonight at the Marriott Center. And he's on the show next. Is BYU as a double-digit favorite a fair line? This is BYU Sports Nation. I have a favor to ask of Roxy. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. On the latest Deep Blue podcast, I talked with Kristen Kozlowski about the 2002 Sweet 16 team, the incredible story behind her husband's near-death experience getting into broadcasting and BYU in the Big 12. Listen to it on the BYU radio app or where podcasts are found. We're doing it live in Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan, and it is our pleasure to welcome in a man who, frankly, is back where he belongs, calling BYU basketball games on ESPN. He'll be in Provo tonight, Jerem. He was calling Oregon-Utah State last night, and the Ducks beat the Aggies. Yes, they did. I know there are mixed emotions about that. Roxy Bernstein (laughs) is with us on BYU Sports Nation. From Logan to Provo, the tour of Utah continues. Roxy, nice to have you back calling a BYU game. It's about time they let me back at the Marriott Center. For some reason, they just haven't been letting me come to Provo. I, I don't know. I don't know if you guys had something to do with that. I did. Uh, you know, I heard a complaint from concessions. They said that they've never seen anyone eat three cougar tails in a single sitting, <laughs> and they thought that was pretty weird. Yeah, but I thought the outweighing from Shirley's down the street uh-huh, might uh-huh. allow me to come back. But I, you know, Dude, do you have an NIL cougar tails with, I couldn't handle with red iguana and Shirley's yet, or what? We well, it's all legal. It was always been legal with me. It's not like they were paying me to be an athlete. Yes, you, you guys would know that would not go very well for those sponsorships. <laughs> I know people were like, "Do you guys have NILs?" We're like, "No one cares." No, nobody cares. Okay? Nobody, nobody, yeah. nobody cares. Nobody cares. Yeah. yeah, you're an economy booster, Roxy, and that's that's what matters most. <laughs> also, very uh, true. Yes, let's let's get to the actual game. You were calling, as Jeremy mentioned. Oregon's win over Utah State and Logan last night. Now you get BYU and Long Beach State. What type of game do you expect from these two teams? Because BYU is who knows what we're going to get, and they're facing an up-tempo, perhaps motivated Long Beach State team. So what are you expecting tonight? I'm curious to see what we get from Long Beach State, just because the heartbreak that they had losing by a point in the Big West Championship on Saturday night. And Corey Williams and I, who have the game tonight, had the Big West Finals. And they had an opportunity to win it. They had the ball down one with about 20 seconds to go and they couldn't, they didn't get a shot off that last sequence. Oh. So it had to be frustrating. Look, congratulations to Cal state Fuller and Deidre Taylor. Their reward for beating long beach state is trying to get Mike Krzyzewski's way and trying to end his career <laughs> uh, in, in the first round of the NCAA tournament. But this is an athletic quick long beach state team. They're going to spread you out. They're going to go five out at times. They're going to try to isolate you. It's they're going to play a lot of one-on-one 
And they're going to try to force Temple a little bit, turn BYU over. But we have two great guards that are going to be on display tonight with obviously Barcelo from BYU. But Colin Slater is a gifted scorer, the Big West Player of the Year for Long Beach State. I'm always interested in the NIT, not at the talent, but at the motivation, which is hard to gauge exactly. Do you ever get a sense in calling NIT games this year and other years of, okay, I can tell this team is in this because some teams uh, aren't, and my hope is that BYU is tonight. They're in it. Well, it, it is about, Jerem, what you're saying. Who wants to play? And I was concerned about Oregon yesterday, to be honest with you, right? Oregon comes in. They had a disappointing end of the season. They were down two starters last night. Will Richardson and Infale Dante didn't play. And I'm like, okay, what are we going to get here from Oregon? And Dane Altman rest assured us early at shoot-around yesterday that his kids are motivated. They want to play. And I think some of the younger guys on the team wanted an opportunity to show what they could do to earn some time and getting good graces for next year. So there's that potential also. I would expect both teams to be motivated tonight. I've seen both ends of it, as you talked about. I remember a year, Cal was a one seed in the NIT. And they had and they got, just got left out of the field. They had zero, I mean, zero interest <laughs> in playing in the NIT. Now, physically, they were there. But it was when Ivan Rab was there. Ivan said, I'm not playing. I'm, I'm looking for the draft. Conzo Martin had, had a foot out the door already to go to Missouri. And it was just uh, just a mess. And Bakersfield was a team that wanted to play. And crazy, Bakersfield made a run to New York and Madison Square Garden as an eight seed. So you're exactly right. Who wants to play is about the NIT and who gets a taste of it and wants to go to New York. And I would expect both teams. Look, BYU knew they weren't going to be in on Selection Sunday. Long Beach State clearly knew they weren't going to be in. So they're going to be motivated to compete and play for another championship. ESPN's Roxy Bernstein with us on BYU Sports Nation. The Cougars are an 11 or 12 point favorite, depending on which friend you're talking to in Las Vegas. Why do you think BYU has been labeled as a double digit favorite in this type of game? Number one, they're at home and Long Beach State having to travel to come out to Provo and deal with some altitude, which they normally don't have to deal with. I think factors in that BYU's the better team they've shown it over the course of the season and playing in what is considered a really good league this year with certainly Gonzaga. And you look at the other teams, St. Mary's USF uh, in the NCAA tournament, but with the matchup is the one like, I, I don't know physically how long Beach state inside will deal with Caleb Lohner and Fusini Traore, even though the Long Beach State has their own Traore they oh, can lean on. Okay. But the size advantage and the physicality, I think, will play into account also. And just what, what BYU, I think, will set the tone with tonight. Our question of the day on the show is, what can BYU do to redeem this season after making the NCAA tournament in the NIT, if anything at all? How do you feel about that? Well, I think it's for these guys competing, Jerem, for a championship. If they can go to New York and advance and get to Madison Square Garden, look, they don't have to necessarily win it. But to me, what they've been through this season in terms of the injuries, when you lose Gavin Baxter like they did early in the year, and certainly the Richard Harwood situation, it, it made it challenging. And it was a year of growth for the young guys like Traore, like Atiki Ali Atiki, um, for Caleb Lohner to make that next step. So it was a group. For BYU, I think that was trying to find themselves as the season went on. And, and Mark Pope had to 
reimagine this team, right? Early in the season, they had some size. They had they thought was going to be some depth. Then the unfortunate situation with Harward, then the injury to Baxter. And all of a sudden, Mark Pope had to figure out a different way for this team to win. And he did. So it's been a work in progress all year. And I, I think it's about building this team for the future. Look, Alex Barcelo needs to be celebrated for a brilliant career, but it's also about a group that's moving forward and what's going to be for BYU next season. We're talking with Roxy Bernstein, and you already mentioned the Big West Player of the Year and Colin Slater at Long Beach State. Are there any other players specifically that BYU fans need to be aware of when they show up at the Marriott Center and be paying close attention to when it comes to the Cougars' opponent tonight? Yeah, Slater's not the only dynamic scorer, Spencer, that Long Beach State has. Uh, When you look at Joel Murray, he can really fill it up. He leads the Big West in scoring, even though Slater was the player of the year. Um, Jadon Jones, a very good defender uh, who can shoot threes. In fact, he hit a miraculous three to win it for uh, Long Beach State against UC Santa Barbara Friday night in the semifinals when Long Beach State trailed for the majority of that game. Um, But it's an athletic team. And Dan Munson, look, he's no stranger to postseason play. And, you know, he was the guy, believe it or not. Yes, there was a coach at Gonzaga before Mark Few. It was (laughs) Dan Munson. Yes, they did exist before Mark Few. And Dan Munson, believe it or not, took Gonzaga to the Elite Eight and bounced. And you don't think Munson looks in the mirror every morning? Did I make the right decision? Gosh, dang it. He took the money and went to Minnesota, and all of a sudden, Gonzaga turned into a national power. Wow, crazy. You know, the grass isn't always greener, as they say. Yeah. Yeah, well, sometimes it's greener in terms of money, but not uh, greener in terms of production. Um, Let's talk about uh, the NIT history of BYU. I'm sure you know if you don't, now you know. 51 and 66 championships. I feel like that has to come up tonight. Also, you need to drop, uh, you know, a Roland Minson mention. He was the star point guard on the 51 team. Will that happen tonight? Will Roland Minson get mentioned in the broadcast? I'm going to highly doubt it. And I know you're trying to plant the seed right now. Bro! If I can weave it in, we'll see. I'm sure his family can get some shots. They have retired jerseys. This is an easy comeback from break situation here. It's an easy. Well, let's let's revisit the 1951 NIT championship for the BYU Cougars. Corey, what are your thoughts on Roland Vincent? <laughs> Listen, it's Bill. Super one, easy. One time Bill said when BYU was rolling in a regular season game, I think it was with you, it was against Utah like four or five years ago. He said, that's Roland Minson basketball. And the BYU fans that know Roland Minson were like, dude, Bill knows. Bill knows. So, okay, if you don't well, want to Bill's take it, here. that's fine. <laughs> He clearly isn't because we're having a rational, sane conversation. We'd have all types of references from Bill tonight. We wouldn't get enough Danny Ainge, uh, Kresimir Kosic. I mean, we'd, yep, we'd yep. be on and on and on with Bill and his affinity for BYU basketball. I was really hoping you'd mention Roland Minson. I'm pretty disappointed right now. I'll be honest, Roxy. Roxy, don't, don't feel hey, the Maybe pr- I'll keep you on the edge of your seat. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's what we call a tease in television, my friends. Uh, we've taken far too much of your time. You need to get on the road so that you can hit some of your restaurant hotspots in time to get the Provo and then do this basketball game, Roxy. Shirley's, here I come. Let's go. <laughs> have those cinnamon rolls ready. Look for Roxy at lunch. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Roxy. Uh, great to have you back you on guys. the call here at BYU. We'll talk to you tonight. See you tonight. Look forward to it. Roxy Bernstein of ESPN. He, he is I can't a... get a Roland Minson mention? Well, l- listen. 
I know that's going to bother you, but it's the NIT. Re- regardless, regardless, he is a Fine. show favorite forever. Fine, Mel Hutchins. That's all I want. Mel Hutchins <laughs> Mel- or Dick Namelka. Mel Hutchins or Roland Minson. Now that's Roland Minson <laughs> basketball. And everyone's like, "What does Roland Minson basketball look like?" Coming up, <laughs> Ben Bywater on what to expect from the Cougar football defense this fall. He's got to th- throw it in tonight. Come on. And uh, Cougar threatening Cougars. What? Can this end well? This is BYU Sports Nation. I don't even know where you're going with that. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you by Marisk, enabling global trade for a growing world. The men's basketball team is playing Long Beach State tonight in the NIT. BYU Radio has pregame coverage at 8 Eastern, baby. He is Jeremiah M. Spencer. This is BYU Sports Nation. To interact with the show and get content throughout the day, you know what to do. Follow us on all of the major social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Now it's time to whip it. The Cougar Whip Around presented by Marisk, your integrated container logistics company, enabling global trade for a growing world. The ESPN Women's Hoops panel labels BYU as a ruin-your-bracket type team. Will BYU be busting them brackets? Uh, yes, I think BYU is ultra-motivated. They feel a little bit slighted about the number six seed, about having to go to Ann Arbor. Shelly Gonzalez is not a first-team All-American. <laughs> and by the way, I looked at the All-American. She's just the seventh Cougar to ever be an All-American in any form. Fantastic. It's a five-person team on one, you know, first, second, third. This is probably the right spot, right? Shaylee, arguably a third-team All-American, but yeah, it's awesome. It's an awesome one. She's only a sophomore. Like BYU, I thought it was sophomore. Give BYU a shot, Villanova, Michigan, to get to the Sweet 16. I think that they will bust some brackets and get to the Sweet 16. Should we be saying sophomore instead of sophomore? Sophomore. Because there's the O there. I have no idea. There's no sophomore. 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 Is sophomore incorrect? BYU wide receiver uh, signee. Uh, you know, Cody Hagan, already the Utah Gatorade Player of the Year, now has been named the High School Male Athlete of the Year by the Utah Sports Commission Governor State of Sport Awards. Mm-hmm. Luckily, that's a short name. Do you expect any immediate impact from him when he steps on campus? Yeah, uh, and this is based on what Aaron Roderick told us, that Cody Hagan, if he were playing at BYU last year, he would be a guy that was in the starting rotation. That was as a senior in high school. That's incredible. So, yeah, like based on that comment from the offensive coordinator, yes, I expect an immediate impact. I'm excited for him whenever he steps on campus. Whenever that is. Let's Let's go, go. Cody. By the way, this morning, Colin Chandler named Utah Gatorade Player of the Year in boys basketball. Outstanding. Well done to Colin. Colin, the future of BYU hoops. All right, Jerem, take us to some baseball. BYU baseball has hit 11 home runs thus far this season. Bigger deal, 11 homers in 14 games. We're averaging just under six runs per game. Uh, to me, it's a bigger deal that they've hit 11 home runs in 14 games because I was not expecting this BYU team to be as power-driven as they have been. I know that Cole Gamble brings a lot of power to the plate, but Colin Reuter's been a revelation. Like, Freshman catcher. Love it. This is a different BYU team. They're back to the teams that won the conference and went to the NCAA tournament that were hitting a lot of home runs. So this is a surprise. I like that. Chicks still dig the long ball. Yes. The note on the six runs is because BYU's 7-0. and Seven of those nine wins have come when BYU has scored at least six. So, yeah, I I think it's the six runs per game, honestly. I don't necessarily care how they come. Like, if you were like, the team leads the nation in doubles, but they don't hit a lot of homers. I'm like, we're good. Homers are awesome, though, let's be honest. 
They're just game changers. They're momentum yeah. shifters. But if you're, yeah, if you're just uh, hitting a couple of solo shots and you're losing seven to three, who cares if you're hitting home? Meaningful home runs. Yes. Boney Fuller has revealed on his parody account. Well, it's, or is it a real account? I was gonna say it's real to Boney. That Kyle Whittingham is committed to playing the BYU football alumni game. Read the quote, dude. <laughs> and uh, quoting Boney, who is apparently quoting Kyle, some things are more important than money. My heart will always be with my alma mater, BYU. And there's a BYU and Big 12 logo. <laughs> committed to playing the alumni game. Kyle obviously <laughs> celebrating a big win in his BYU football gear back in the early 80s. Uh, Jerem, are you all for Kyle Whittingham playing in the alumni game on the BYU TV app? No. No. He is past feeling, as they say. <laughs> no. That, that would be... banished? Yeah, no. No! No way. You're telling me if this is legit, like, and they legitimately, like, said, hey, it would be funny. Come play in the alumni you game. You would never do if it. If Kalani and Kyle were on opposite teams in the BYU football alumni game. Kyle would never do it. <laughs> I know he wouldn't. Uh, yes. But, like, that's the scenario. I'm like, okay, I could go for it then. If Kalani was on one team and Kyle were on the other team, both then those, I would be okay with it. Both those guys would pull a hammy or sprain an ankle. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, listen, Kalani. They can be the all-time centers and just hike the ball. Kyle, Kyle's like Jack. He still hits weight room hard. Kalani is, still has that quick twitch. I've seen it like in little moments here and there where I'm like, dude, like you, you just when think he's, he's sprinting like, down the sideline no. celebrating yeah. a big play. No, he's he's still got it, man. He, he caught a what game was it? Was it Utah where he caught a, a ball in the sideline? The Aaron Arizona pass. State. Yeah, still got them hands. Let's so, go. So maybe they would be okay. Well, one of them, yeah. Speaking of the alumni game on the BYU TV app, March 31st, 8:30 yep. Eastern. The friendly banter's already begun. Cody Hoffman responding to Brandon Bradley, who says he's committed to playing the game. You better hope you're on my team, or it's barbecue for you. Oh, I love this. Uh, which former Cougars do you want to see match up against each other in the game? Uh, it's Max Hall versus the world for me. <laughs> <laughs> I just want For a long time there, it was Max Hall versus the world. As a player, like, the competitive drive here. Yeah. yeah, I'm back to that. Like, Max Hall's one of the quarterbacks. It's Max Hall versus the world for me. <laughs> I, I want whoever Max Hall is competing against, that to me is the the matchup that I will be watching. I am excited about that one. Brandon Bradley versus Cody Hoffman. Unless they're on the same team. We don't know the teams quite yet. That will determine a lot. Here. Well, given this, they can't put them on the same team yeah, now, don't, right? Don't it, put would them be, on the... it would be poor execution of this alumni game after yeah. what has been said to have them on the same team. I played on the same intramural team one time with Preston Hadley, and we played Skylar Ridley's team. Captain Ridley. And it, it got competitive where those two were former teammates. Sure. Offense, defense. It was It was fun, even though it was flag football like this. That's still my only we, we won the game. intramural championship T-shirt from BYU. Yep. I almost got a D1. I, I got like a D3 one or whatever. I almost got a D1 uh, flag football title, but then they discovered that like four of our guys weren't living in BYU student wars. <laughs> we were done in that moment. But uh, Break the shout rules, out, you get caught. Shout out, shout out to Zach Brady, uh, our quarterback. He's fantastic. Okay, coming up, can Spencer avoid relegation? And where my belt at? Uh, relegate this. For double down picks. Linebacker Ben Bywater it? tells us if the defense will look any different this year. This is BYU Sports Nation. Ben Bywater, let's go. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. 
BYU softball, fun to watch them last night. Beat Maine. They're 16-6 now, taking on Idaho State tomorrow night. 7 Eastern on the BYU TBS. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation live in Studio B. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. We now welcome in our football guest of the day, BYU linebacker Ben Bywater. Looking fresh. First time in studio. Looking ripped. You got the Elton go. John t-shirt on. Hey, hey, I've heard Rocket Man once or twice. So <laughs> we're, uh, yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. We need to address something with you about style, as a matter of fact. Okay. Love the Elton John t-shirt again. And the, the Florida Marlins yes, old school logo. The hat. World Series cap. <laughs> 03 hat. What? Outstanding. What in the world? We do need some explanation on what's going on with the cutoff football pants because this is a growing they have trend. A name, and, what is it? Again? And you're a big part of this. Absolutely, absolutely. Listen, listen. Yeah, I mean, it's all about the style. You, the cutoff pants make the legs look bigger. Okay, it's all. It's an, it's <laughs> it's, an illusion. It's, it's an true, illusion. Dude. It's it's true. They're like rugby shorts, like shorter, higher. Absolutely. Yes. So, I mean, it's all about the illusion. You got to play to your strengths. You know, do I have the biggest legs? No, but the cutoffs make them look better. They make them look better. Absolutely. Okay. On day one of spring ball, people were like, dude, Ben Bywater put on some weight. Like, he looks he looks jacked. Yeah. What, yeah. what was the offseason like for you? So, offseason. And we're still in the offseason, but yeah, yeah. I mean, winter condition. No, offseason was good. It was, uh, you know, we had some tough workouts. Coach New, you know, Coach Justin, they put us through some tough stuff. So it's all about the diet, though. You know, you got you to you dial it in. You can't be hitting McDonald's late at night. So, you know, I really tried dialing down on my diet and just getting my macros in, and, and you know, it's paying off. So what are some of the meals you consume for this? So I just like, you know, I like to have about one to two shakes a day, and then at night I eat my casein, and then I just try and Your hit what? my casein protein. It's just okay. a, it's like a, like a plant-based. It's not whey. It's just a different type of protein. Okay. slower digesting. And then I just like to hit like around three, four hundred grams of protein a day. So like I'll just aim for that. It's just easy for me. Like I don't really like to count calories. So like I just hit three hundred, four hundred. You know, Dan always makes this great chicken, and so you just kind of throw it down. You know, here and there, you just snack on protein. Like mix it in with stuff. Yeah, you just I mean oatmeal, little 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 protein powder. Okay. You know, okay. you just like, you got to throw the, the the grams here and there. Gotcha. So nutritionist, future weightlifter, and the current football player Ben Bywater is <laughs> with us on BYU Sports Nation. If you had to give a theme or a headline to this year's edition of BYU Spring Football, what would it be? Um, just get better every day. Like we're we're really you know we're not pulling our foot off the gas at all. I mean, it's been an intense spring ball. We've always, you know, we're doing drills that make us better. The drills that not everyone wants to do, but you know you have to do them to get better. So it's been, you know, all gas, no breaks. So it's been good. That's what the Jets said, too. How about that? Um, yeah. Yesterday apparently was a physical practice. Yeah. Can you tell us how, how it went yesterday? When, when, when your pride's on the line, it's always physical. You know, everyone, everyone's going at it. Why was it. pride on the line? It's just things always get chippy. You know, it's just you, you've been playing against each other for two weeks now. Yeah. You know, it's just everyone's trying to get better. Everyone's, you know, it's we're all brothers. It's a family at the end of the day. But, but you know, as it's a, defense versus offense defense versus in offense. spring and fall camp. Right? Absolutely. So our offense is looking fantastic right now. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's fun going against them every day. Who's the guy on offense that you have the most fun with where, like, it's friendly, but you're, like, competitive during practice? I wouldn't say there's, there's anyone in specific. Okay. It's always linebackers versus tight ends, though. Mm. Yeah, always the LVs versus the tight ends. Tight ends look really good right now, especially with, you know, Mason Wake's not playing, Isaac Rex isn't playing, but, I mean, other guys are stepping up. You know, Lane Lunt looks great. He's great at blocking, and, and you know, they like using him, so. We've definitely awesome. seen a bit with our own eyes, and yeah. we've heard several people talk about 
how efficient and explosive the offense has been in the spring. That's not what he wants to hear. <laughs> exactly, which is why we're going there. Yeah. How do you respond to that? What's that like for you as a, prou- uh, a proud defender on the opposite side of the ball? You know, I'll, I'll never tell it to their face, but, like, they're, they're looking really good. And so as, as a defensive player, like, I take pride in, in playing D. And then, you know, obviously our whole linebacker room is the same way, but – they look good. Offensive line is killing it. You know, they're they're so good. It's uh, it's tough going against them every day, but it's only getting you know us better as a defense. Are you in full pads ever right now? We did full pads, I think, on Monday. Okay. But I mean, it's not you're not going live tackle to right. the ground. Right. You're really you're trying to get better, but you're really trying to just yes. not get anyone injured. Because, yes, and that's you know you want to get better without that, of course. Yeah. Because ultimately, without pads and full go. It's kind of hard to really gauge what's going on, right? Exactly. Because it'd it'd be annoying to be the defense in practice. Here's Mm why. Oh, yep, we stopped you for a three-yard gain, but oh, he's in the end zone. Yeah. Well, the worst (laughs) is running. You know what I mean? And they're celebrating. I'm like, yeah, you're like, hey, like, I got you in the back. I got got you. The whistles blow back here. Yeah, (laughs) that'd be hard. Like we had a two-hand touch at the at the line of scrimmage. Yeah, we playing flag football like the alumni game or what? (laughs) Which, by the way, that sounds like it's going to be awesome. We're going to broadcast that on the BYU. When when is that? The thirty-first. Yeah, that's gonna be fun. It's gonna be awesome, yeah. right? There's I love legit how, alums coming back. That's what I'm that. saying. I love how they're all co- like committing on social media. Too. That's I've never <laughs> seen that. Boney Fuller had some fun with Kyle Whittingham. Uh, saying he was gonna play in the game. <laughs> BYU linebacker Ben Bywater is with us on BYU Sports Nation. Looking back at the 2021 season, you were kind of thrust into the spotlight. Um, not saying that you and a bunch of the other young guys weren't ready, but it just perhaps was accelerated. Yeah. So what was the best lesson you learned from playing in and competing against that really difficult 2021 schedule and kind of going through the trial by fire. Yeah, it was, it was like, it could not have worked out any better for me. You know, I, I went through a season ending injury the year prior, the COVID year, and it really just put me back on track. Like I know I probably already said this before, but like it really just helped me like center myself and like, you know, I really needed to get bigger. You know, I had to have some honest conversations with myself. Like I had to get bigger. I had to get faster. I get smarter. Like I had to do a ton of things different. So that when game one came around versus Arizona, like I was locked and loaded, like ready to go. And, you know, I get like, my coaches really, they believed in me and I'm so grateful for that. And it was just, you know, it could not have worked out any better for me. And I'm grateful for that. Give us a sense of what, uh, in terms of personnel, it was like in the bowl game. Uh, yeah. I felt like, yeah, there were some third stringers out there doing the best they could, right? Yeah. And, and making plays against USC to help win and whatnot. Yeah. But what, like how bad did it get in terms of like injuries and, and whatnot? Yeah, we were kind of, you know, the U, UAB game, we were running around, like, you know, on, on three legs. But it was it was good. I mean, I, I trust everyone in that room. And it wasn't it wasn't that guys weren't good enough to play. I just think, I mean, we you go back and a million circumstances were going on. But, all I, you know, you should look at that game and, and learn from it. But, you know, this year I'm excited. A lot of guys are coming back. A lot of guys are going to be, you know, back functioning at a high level like they always have been, especially, you know, Peyton and Keenan. I'm excited for them. Yep. Um, and so, you know, game one versus USF is going to be special. What newcomers, in your opinion, have really taken a big step in the spring? Who's sticking out? A big newcomer that I like, especially, is Kavika Gagne. Uh, he, uh, he's been here with me since I came in and is, he's, is he a backer? Uh, yeah. So safety? he was, he was a safety, safety? Okay. He, they moved him down to backer gotcha. and he's just coming off. I mean, last year he was going to get some time last year, but then he tore his pec mm. as he's coming back from his pec. He tears his Achilles. Oh gosh. Just like a terrible, you know, series of events, but 
he's a stud. He's a stud. I'm excited for him. He's kind of taking it easy, just you know, easing back into things. But come fall, you're gonna you're gonna know who he is for sure. To me, the most street credible injury is torn pec. Oh. Like, I went so hard, I tore my pec. You know what I mean? Ben, like, don't tear, don't tear your pec. Like, a, like yeah, an ankle yeah, or that. shoulder, whatever. It's like ah, oh, yep. pec. It's like gosh, I was going so hard, man. Um, what's it like to be a defensive player at BYU, where the offense is traditionally celebrated in a different way than the defense? I know fans love the defense, yeah. But let's be honest. Like if they're watching a game, they would rather see sixty-six points, one hundred percent, than zero allowed. You know what I mean? One hundred percent. And in high school, like I. I didn't really notice that because I played offense too. But like as as you become like just a defensive player, that's just how football is in general. Like you look at the NFL, it's, it's always Patty Mahomes getting celebrated. Like it's always Tyreek Hill, all the offensive guys. You know, as it like they kind of cater around. You can't even touch the quarterback these days. The rules, yes. yeah. That's just offense. and that's fantasy just, football. Yeah, yeah, that's just how it is. No and one's so. like my first pick is the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. <laughs> exactly. No one does that. It's the yeah. last pick. You know what I'm saying? So. <laughs> It is what it is. You just roll with the punches. But, you know, I, I love football for football, you know, all the lessons it teaches. And, and you know, it's just it makes you better as a person. So, What did you play in high school in offense? I played running back. Ooh! Ooh the R- running back, y'all. RB1. RB1. Are you the next Tyler Algier? <laughs> you make the transition? So. Linebacker <laughs> to running back? Nice. So. Okay, okay we'll finish with this. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> How do you see your role evolving in the upcoming 2022 season and evolving to take on a really – fun schedule I see my role evolving just getting better you know just bigger faster stronger and especially smarter like I I had a good year you know it was it was great to get my feet under me and get out there and start playing and so it's just how can I double down and stack another great year and and make more you know big time plays you know interceptions force fumbles and really try and change the game so that's those, those are my goals for this year and you know coach Clunes is doing a great job helping us you know do that and so, especially getting those other guys back in the in the lineup, it's only going to make us, us all better. So I'm excited for that. I like that. Yeah. Change the game. Big time plays. And rewind five years ago, if I had told that Ben Bywater, hey, you're going to lead the BYU in tackles and tackles for loss in 2021, what would your reaction have been? I would have said, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> sounds about right. Sounds about right. Sounds about right. And yeah. I want to stick this in real quick. You played rugby growing up. Yeah. How does that help your tackling form? Because rugby is pure tackling. You can't shoulder someone you have to wrap up. Yeah, tremendous. It helps tremendously. I mean, I just went to the, the Utah Warriors game on Yeah, Saturday. baby. Yeah, was, did you go? Uh, I was He's doing the WCC voice tournament. of so, yeah. the rugby team. Okay. 69 points was the hey, most in Major League Rugby history. It's fun, yeah. I mean, rugby is rugby's different game, but, I mean, a lot of things transfer over, especially tackling. Especially courage. Like, you just got to get up there and just throw your body in there sometimes. And rugby taught me that. So Ed Lamb calls it contact courage. Contact courage, that. yep. Uh, ben, we're going to need you to sign our flag behind yes. us. Absolutely, if, yeah. If you don't mind. Because that initiates the full transfer of BYU Sports Nation karma. Yes. And with that karma, you will have an outstanding remainder of spring football. Ben Bywater giving us his signature on the Sailor Coog flag. Olympus Titan, right? Sir. Olympus, yeah, Olympus Titan. Titan. Very nice. Okay. Coming up, Double Down picks for tonight's NIT matchup. I have already won, but let's pick anyway. And a rise and shout out to a former baseball player who's now playing softball at BYU. She's awesome. Yes, she is. This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. BYU Sports Station, always available on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Download the podcast. Just Google BYU Sports Nation podcast. Subscribe right in. Uh, Look, Ben Yeah, Bagley, Ben, the, go ahead and uh, polish that belt for Jerem. Yep. Yeah.
So I've been mathematically eliminated, apparently, and the Double Down title has already been decided. It's actually been a game or two. We just didn't, yeah. Yeah. Wait, wait. wait. We're going to make it official. All right, we're making it official. Jerem's hand has been raised. Yeah. He's receiving the belt again. Uh, I've been told, by the way, that if I cannot break the 25-point barrier this season, which makes tonight's picks ultra-important, uh, I will not be allowed to make picks next season, and I will officially be <laughs> <What>? relegated. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I uh, I got to come through tonight. I'm in big trouble. Wow. Some drama. Okay. That's so some... you, you've won, but now now I'm so dealing with potential relegation. Point. You need a point. A point tonight. Oh, you can do on. it. Come on. I don't, I don't want you to not pick next year, oh. you know? So get a point. Okay. All right, here we go with the double down picks. My relegation on the line. Here are my picks tonight. BYU will win by 12. Yeah. They will show up motivated and ready to play. Begin the push to New York City. They'll cover the Las Vegas spread. Number two, Jerem will get one or fewer picks right tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Okay. Number one, Alex Barcelo will make three plus three. He averages 2.6 again. Okay. Roland Minson will get a mention (laughs) in tonight's ESPN Plus broadcast. I think you've got From a greater anybody. chance of the Roland Minson pick okay. hitting. And it's either on a graphic or it's said verbally. It, like, oh, it doesn't. Any mention. So it's it, even if it's on a graphic. Yes. Yes. I'll take anything. Are you gonna I, like? Are, are you gonna take some extra measures here after the show's over and make sure that it happens? No. 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 Okay. No. No. Okay. No, no. <laughs> I won't pay Roxy again to do that. Oh, relegation. Woo! Our question of the day: What can BYU men's 30. basketball do in the NIT or NIT? to change the way you feel about this season. In response, our Elite Voice of the Day, presented by Sundance Mountain Resort, comes from Clyde Livingston on Twitter. This is great. Knit, or <laughs> knit, a championship. K-N-I-T. Yes, knit. Hashtag let's B-Y-U-S-N. Go. <laughs> Wallace and Gromit, let's Wallace go. Wallace and Gromit, knitting in bed. So good. <laughs> Today's Rise and Shoutouts presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. I'd like to give it to Violet Zavodnik, Jerem. She's hitting 424 ever since she came on the show and then posted about the power of the BYU Sports Nation karma on her social media accounts. Yeah. She's gone next level. So maybe there's something to that. Let's call her Violent Zavodnik. Violent She's awesome, Zavodnik. Yeah. Such a fantastic softball player. Uh, do yourselves a favor and watch her play tomorrow live on the BYU TV app at 7 Eastern. Do it. Our thanks to today's guests, Roxy Bernstein and Ben Bywater. Sorry to Dennis Pitta. We had time for Michael Hunter staring into the camera. <laughs> for Jeremiah Spencer, shout out to J.C. Clayton. We'll see you tonight at the Marriott Center and tomorrow on the show. Go Cougs.